everybody. Welcome back to Sizing Up. I'm your host, Jack DeSpec, and welcome back to the podcast that deals with all things giantess as well as fetishes in and outside of it. And on this episode, I have a guest who is on the producing and editing side of the fetish. And, you know, I won't hold you guys any longer, and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Hey, how you guys doing? This is DJ from the Giantess crew, man. How's everybody doing? It's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. Um, I've been following your work for um, a little bit um, before I even started making content myself. Um, saw your videos. Really loved how you, you know, go about it and how you create it. And basically, you know, it's awesome to always have someone on here who's also, an, um, you know, a creator. Um, makes the conversation a bit more deep. And, um, yeah, so... I'm really excited to have you. So I guess to start off, like, what what got you into the Jonathan's fetish? How did it find? How did you find oh, it? Man, it, it it the crazy thing is is that um, I really kind of just stumbled upon this. Now, um, me I used to I used to manage models, and um, me and this model, one of my models, we did a um, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" type of video. And we just put it up on YouTube. Nothing too crazy. It wasn't nothing, uh-huh. anything wild. But somebody says, well, you should look into the Giantess content. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I, I and, and I asked the model, she didn't know anything about it. So we looked into it. And uh, we seen that it was a whole community, man. And mm-hmm. what, what I thought it was dope about it was it was um, – it was creative in a sense to me. I, I felt like it was very um, empowering for for women, and so I, I, I started um, thinking. I, I know a lot of models, so um, I started thinking this would be a good five medium before um, you go to the OnlyFans, before you go to the strip clubs or anything. I thought this would be a good uh, stop before you do that, and you know, showcase your beauty. Well, also, you know, you get your little money here and there and, uh, you know, make something happen. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, so, yeah, definitely. It's larger. I'm sure when you stumbled upon it and then when you started to see how the community is, were you surprised about how big it is? Yeah, it, man. It was like, it was so many. And then it's not just with the, with the giant, like with the shrinking part, but there's so many variables of, you know, of growth and, Vore and butt crust and uh, POV and green screen and it's so many different variables that you could go in so many different ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's very surprising because you never know where it can lead to and I think that's what's fascinating about it, that it's uh, very layered. So it's very interesting to um, hear how you know you got into it and then at first it's a lot more than what you see on the um, surface, for sure. Yeah. So it's definitely cool to um, see that you found something here. And definitely, I know you've uh, had a good amount of models um, with you guys over there at the Giantess crew. And, like, how has it been for you explaining this fetish specifically to uh, models you already worked with, but also models that you're bringing in? Like, how has that been, explaining this whole entire thing? When, when we first started, and mind you, we've been here about five years now. So when we first started, um, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, to be honest. <laughs> um, when it was, it was I, I, I have to commend, especially the, the OG models who, who really stuck it through me and just like, hey, I, this is the idea I have. And then we'll just see what, you know, what sticks on the wall. Uh, it's when when they first started shooting it, it and it maybe for some of them it, it came off a little bit weird, but it right. never, it never came off to like to where oh well I, I don't want to do this. It, it it was more of a good weird where people were interested and there was intrigue into it. And I and I honestly think you have to have that comfortability with the model. Um, uh, fortunately, with the with the newer models, they uh, a lot of newer models that I've been acquiring, they've been getting, they kind of already know the deal in a sense. So it's like, oh well, I I I seen your videos, I know you know I know what this is about, 
but it's still so fun seeing the the actual shooting part. It's fun to see how they you know go about stuff. Man, it's 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 been a dope journey. That's awesome. For you personally, if like, how has it been for you overall? Like really delving deep because I would imagine that you've already had you've already had familiarity working with models and whatnot. But I think the thing that I find interesting, especially um, for myself, like as I'm making content, like you, you start to learn new skills and you start to discover new tools. How has that been for you in terms of, um, you know, whether that be shooting, editing, how has that been for you? Has, have you taken a different approach upon um, when you stumbled into this, did you find yourself learning new techniques and skills and um, things like that? Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I I think shooting wise, I learned um, sometimes less is more, um, uh, and little things can go the longest way. Um, and that's why we we a lot of times you, when we when we shot, we have shot with a hundred percent GoPros. Um, we don't shoot with the bigger cameras or anything because I I just feel like the GoPros give that more in depth look to it. Um, as far as editing, I've, I've really pushed myself in as far as like green screen, like everyone, when I first, I mean, when a lot of people don't know this, but I used to shoot music videos and edit them. Um, mm-hmm. and so I kind of had a background in, in film production and everything, but in this sense, it's almost, it's almost like I, I push myself in, in a, um, in a way where, it makes the the videos more interesting to watch because at the end of the day, it's like, it it, it does become, okay, well, that's a conversation that me and the models had. Like how many times can we tell this story about this person getting shrunken or this person getting taller? How many times can we tell this story? But it's been pretty cool because we've been able to develop different storylines or different locations or different ways of going about telling the story. Right. And I think that's one facet that's really interesting, just being able to tell a story and having different storylines. Because, you know, you have your, you know, you have scenarios that are done multiple times. And, you know, sometimes they can be, you know, done to death almost, you know. Yeah. So I, I do like the fact that you try to, like, alter it and tell it in a different sort of style where it's not exactly the same there's a tweak there is a different sort of feel to the storyline so that's really cool that you go through that process i i think i think you know it's always fun to explore like different things like like we've done where we have done stories okay the typical yeah the, the girlfriend shrunken down because she you know gets mad or he cheated but we also did where it's a story where it's this is a normal thing in the storyline where a person is getting shrunken down and it's a part of their everyday life. Or we done where maids or we done um, a a cool thing that we've been doing is the locations. Um, The locations. We've been um, uh, renting out these spots on, on, you know, just these awesome, cool looking spots. And it makes it, 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 those locations actually become its, own character in the sense if that makes any sense at all i i get it it's always fun to be able to shoot in different locations because you start to get a feel for what the environment is and sometimes that environment can enhance what you're shooting so that's definitely cool and another point i wanted to touch on i love that you um it has to be cool for you personally because whenever i'm collaborating with a model who may not know anything about the fetish in general. Um, has it been an experience for you when you get your um, crop of models in? Because I know you have, like, your OGs. I know you have, you know, Yoko and, you know, Miranda. So I know you have, like, a good lineup. And it's cool to see that you've held, held that great relationship with them for uh, five years now, which is incredible. So kudos to you on that. Yeah. Um, but how has that been having these models that not only come in, but growing with them as both editor and model, how has that evolution been for you? I think, I think for me, I, I look at it this way and, and, and a lot of them I've been knowing before the giants and stuff. So right. a lot of them is, it, 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 it's, it's on like, 
it's been fun to see them open more of the creative side because even everybody when they when we first started this it was like oh i don't know what to do and now it's like it's damnly their 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 pros or they're damnly um directing it themselves you get what i'm saying so it's right. it, it's it's amazing to see the the growth and the the elevation of everything man so um and i and i i like the fact that what you do as well because it's like i, I i'm not good with just like talking to i'm, I'm good with talking to people and because i'm a i'm a dj full time but i'm not right. good with like icebreakers and everything like your your collaborations are really really dope so it's like <laughs> for me to I appreciate that, man. somebody, I would have to meet them in person versus to you. It's kind of more of an art. You you have a good way of making somebody feel comfortable within the DMs or or through a text. Oh, absolutely. And it it and then one from one editor to another, I tell it, it's all about establishing, you know, a relationship there. And what I typically do as like I usually talk to them, say, "Hey, I would like an angle that's like this," and work together and just see how that goes. And if I feel like there's a good fit, where there's a good, you know, working relationship there, then that's how it develops. So it's cool to see, and I like the fact that you have these relationships with these models you've had in, in the past and going on that. So I definitely hear what you're saying, man. So it's cool to see the different ways how it comes together for sure. Um, but I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, for you, because I know you worked with some models outside of that. Like I know you've had, uh, I know you've done a lot with uh, Victoria, and um, that had to be really cool because I know she's part of. Uh, she's usually associated with um, Giantess yeah. Avenue. Yeah. So, um, how has it been bringing in like models that? Um, new models in that way, as opposed to the ones you've had a working relationship to prior to working with. For a while, for me, I um, and 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 this is gonna kind of be a little bit long with it, but excuse me. Um, for me, I wanted to. For a while, it was just new girls, new girls that had never been in new, that didn't have the fetish, didn't know anything about the fetish. But it was really dope to, to see the perspective of somebody who already is in in inclined to this. So, for, like when I got with Victoria, it was like kind of almost it it gelled very well because she kind of already knew the 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 direction that in 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 a sense, okay, I I get why I'm here, I understand, and it and, and it and it brings out more comfortability, and we're we're able to. Well, maybe we should do it in this angle, and and she'll tell me, hey, well, maybe you should do it and suit it this way. That way, it, it makes me when I come down, it makes me look this way, and it, and those types of things really go a long way as far as um, whenever you're suiting because it makes it so much e easier when you're editing. If, if that makes sense? No, definitely. It's always good to be able to get that perspective because sometimes, um, and I'm sure you ran into this too. But when you're editing, sometimes sometimes you eliminate a lot of the busy work you have to do within editing because you're going to be able to have a chance to let the camera do its job. Yeah. And when you let the camera do its job, it, it kind of just creates a magic by itself where you don't have to do that much editing. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it's definitely um, – and, and, and then that's not, not towards uh, the, the, the other models. They're very good at, at it now, but for a while, I literally have the, like, okay, well, this is what you're going to do. Now we're doing this, and now we're doing that. Versus to Victoria or, or um, Teradol, it, mm -hmm. it, I didn't have to necessarily – they knew what I wanted just from how I, I – what, what I told them in the storyline. Got it, got it, and that's that, that's good. And it seems like with that, you've been able to slowly evolve it over time. Yeah, and I, I think that's huge um, for both for both editing and shooting. You need to be able to get an idea of like what shots do I need for this specific angle or um, for a vor angle. Like the thing I appreciate about your vor shots is like when you shoot it, it it gives this feel of like. Like, you already feel like you're close in your videos, which I really appreciate the stylistic choice you go with it. 
but it it always surprises it's always surprised me how close you can really get um and i think that's one thing that you're really good at especially um pov wise you you nail that down pretty nicely so I yeah. I, of course I, man of course. I, I, I for me i think pov it, 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 and, and a lot of people have asked me have i do do you ever want to to, to branch out and i have I, i've done you know more green screen now and a little bit of uh 360 but i just think pov is the one that brought us to the dance and that's what made made us made you guys fall in love with us um and i don't know it just it, it's all about um putting things together like whenever i do the pov it's it's i like to put the sound effects and the 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 ambience because i i feel like coming from a sound background um mm-hmm. sound can can help tell a story so much absolutely so um a lot of times i'll have these little um frequencies of uh, of music or whatever kind of like a little trance and it's the sound of it brings you in into and it matches well with what whatever's going on in the video right and I think that creates more of a complete audience. So definitely, definitely hear what you're saying and definitely can understand the fact that, you know, POV, like you said, POV is what brought you to the dance. And I can understand, like, you know, you want to stick to it. That's that's what you're like. That's your primary thing. That's what you're going to be known for. So definitely, you know, love that. And I really can respect the fact that you're sticking to what you know and um, just going from there. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, in terms of equipment, I know you say it's all GoPro, but um, when you first started, if you can tell me a time when you first started, um, what differences have you seen in terms of, like, I guess, when you uh, shoot? What differences have you seen within yourself? Because I know it takes a lot to really understand, like, different types of shots, but also what kind of lens you're shooting with angles and all that. So how has that been saying um, starting off five years ago to now? And it's crazy because five years it, it when I, when I first started, I didn't, you know, with the GoPro, um, I, I had, the, uh, I think it was the GoPro uh, session or whatever. And that, mm-hmm. that, that camera doesn't have any, like it has a lens, but it doesn't have like a screen. Right, so you really just have to guess, and and the and the app was always buggy for me, so I never I never really got to use the app. Mm. But, but it, it kind of you really I had to literally measure it um, from okay, well, from from when she's standing up to the bottom of, of whenever you know the the camera's gonna be. I literally would have to measure that out just oh, to make sure that that she one she, would she be in the shot, and two. Yeah would it be full body shot because there's been a lot of shots where i will just miss her head right and it goes in in you know it's just a trial and error and um with the with the gopros and uh that i would say the editing software too because i i at when when i first started i always used final cut but now i'm using final cut adobe after effects mm-hmm. um, I'm using some green screen software now, so uh, it's it's amazing. Now we're, we're shooting in uh, 4K, and then we're coming into 5K too. Um, and and we're doing uh, the slow mos, and people love are loving the slow mos and stuff. So um, just learning about the technicalities of everything, man. For sure, for sure, and yeah, um, it's cool that like there, there's always a progression. And I'm I'm sure for you, like seeing that progression has been insanely like very nice to yeah. like develop and I guess overcome the first technicalities. And and that's crazy. I'm I'm sitting here thinking about it. And I do remember that some of those GoPros back then, they didn't have like the screens where you could like take a look and you know over like how how can I say it? Because, like, having to measure something like that, I'm sure for you, had to be extremely, um, at times, frustrating. Did you have to go in a way where you almost had to, how can I say it? Did you almost have to do, like, reshooting had to be, you know, very bottom? Yeah, it was definitely, 
and see how we suit is is that um let's say i shoot for a model for an hour and then within that hour we get like maybe five or six videos so uh a lot of um, when we first started a lot of it was like i said it was trial and error and so we right. had so basically been like okay well hey yo and you, we got to come back and, and reshoot that and i mean they, they'll be down for it everything will be cool but it's just you you learn more and more now okay well um and little things too like okay well now i gotta have there's been times where the battery goes dead and i mm-hmm. don't have multiple batteries so now right. it's it's damn near almost a habit when when shoot day comes i i that day that night before i charge everything absolutely just being prepared yes gotcha gotcha and and man that that always has to be just you know it's a lot prep prep in general is a lot to uh figure out and overcome so i mean definitely kudos to you for figuring that out and just being able to work within you know the means that you are given because sometimes you don't get that opportunity and sometimes it can just you just got to roll with what you got so it's really cool to see that you're figuring that out and really you know finding a way to succeed and I do have a question about like the various effects um because I know you employ a lot of them especially uh I can definitely say that your slow-mos I, I would agree with everyone else your slow-mos are really they they capture the attention they really establish that presence the power that dominance that the Giants has and I think you know with your models you do that very well um so kudos to you for that right. but I guess in terms of uh, effects when or when do you know what effects that you want to employ in a video? I guess uh, editing when I'm when I'm there at at in the edits because uh, let's say for instance there's a see let's say she's barefooted and right. she hits the floor. Well, in 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 theory, a a, a thump would be different from a thump from whenever she's barefooted versus to whenever she has shoes on. Right. So I think about like little things like that, like, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I'm editing, I'll, you know, I, I, I decided at that point. So I might put a little boom here or maybe it needs to be a little bit silent to where it see commands only the video. Or maybe there needs to be a little bit of of a. Uh, of music there, so that way a music bed, so that way it people on oh I can't talk. Uh, people learn about participation, and they okay. Well, something's about to come up. Something's coming up. So it, right. it, it it's it's all about um for me just bringing into bringing into life and um, understanding logic of the of the video and trying not to make it so cheesy. For sure, for sure. And I really like that. It's all about establishing that presence, what's happening when, um, just creating those those beats and moments. Um, it, it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, telling a story. You're, uh, it's like a build up to a crescendo and then you're slowly, gradually letting it hit its end. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I like that approach. I think it's a great way to really just bring it all into like focus and what you're going to be able to do to really just make it work all together. Cause it's like a moving puzzle piece. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. And the way you put it together, you know, you do a good job with it. Um, in terms of like the scenarios what are your favorite scenarios that you get to shoot, whether that be Vore, uh, Buck Crush, um, Feet? What, like, what are your favorite scenarios that you find yourself enjoying the most when you're shooting with uh, models? I find I find that Buck Crush has always been a funner thing. A lot of females don't. And then and, and some of the models, they I mean, they like everything. But if, if you were to ask them what's my favorite one, it would probably be the Buck Crush because it, it, it just brings um, – a more funny, not not funnier, but just a more fun way of 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 of, of doing something to the tiny. Um, and it could be, and it could be various things. You could be butt crushing because you are excited for that person, or you'd be doing it because you're it's a it's a punishment. 
So right. um, I, I can see it in, in different ways. But for me, I like the buck crust and everything. For sure, for sure. And another question a bit upon that, when you're shooting specific scenarios, how do you change up your uh, shots when you're shooting specific scenarios? And I know you said you let models take over and kind of dictate how they want it, how they would want to see it. But um, how does that change up for when you're specifically going for a scenarios? Because I know you have videos where they, there are they are like talking, and sometimes they're not talking, and sometimes you know you just want to let your viewer like take in what's going on. And like, when do you choose those scenarios where you want there to be interaction as opposed to just yeah. taking in the moment, I guess you could say? Um, I think it, it cause it, in the crazy part, and a lot of people may not know this, we, there's no scripts. We never had, we never even had a script before. There might awesome. be uh, pl- things that, hey, well, this is, this is kind of the, the storyline or this is the way of the direction that I see it. But then it, it's it's cool because now they're able to fill in fill in the color and go go from there. Um, for me, I think uh, the reason why we started doing it uh, doing the um, the no talking one is because one a lot of models when they first started they always stumbled upon like oh they always messed up or they it would they would be they'll laugh or and it was more harder for them to do the, the speaking roles at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over time, you know, okay, well, we'll, we'll I'll just build build up with you, and, and and we'll get you talking and stuff. And so after a while, now we get a, a we got a, a major push overseas um, from you know UK, um, Africa, China, um, places that is not English is not the the, the main form there. So. Um, I think for them, they enjoy a lot more because it's n- now they, they, they're they just going off a of pure accent. And I think that that's the reason why we, we kept on going with it is because of, of the overseas fans. For sure. And and that's really cool because I'm sure in a way, like it's breaking that, uh, that language barrier. Yeah. And it feels like it's more universal in that way. Yeah. So... That, that's really cool to hear that. that that's really awesome. Um, in terms of in terms of what you feel like and like being being in this community for five years, are you surprised about how I guess how widespread it is? Because I feel like, and I tell you know everyone this, especially when I have guests on, I, I tell people that we're in the golden age of like this content being so huge and being so big. Because um, I I've had this fetish for like I personally had this fetish for like years, mm. so I've I've had it since 2007. So to see it evolve the way it has has been insane, and I'm I'm it's been really cool, but. Um, are you surprised with how widespread it is? And in a yeah. way, yes, because it's like, in, in, and and mind you, and, and I'm not, I don't have the fetish, but I, right. I do, I do understand, you know, um, other people's, you know, hey, this is what you like, this is what you like, but I, I have grown to, to like it, um, in in a sense of, of 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 like it's majestic, if it, that makes sense. Absolutely. But I also think in in the, in this five years. Um, that I've been here, and when we first started, this was kind of, and we're kind of still at that tap. Like when we first, when we first came in, it was still kind of taboo. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was still, it was coming up, but it was still like, oh well. Um, I had to get a lot of stuff from Giant City, or right. I would yeah, have, I would have to go to these different forums or different groups or Patreons to really go find it. Now, every, and everybody and their mama's doing it. And, oh yeah. Um, the crazy part is, uh, and a lot of people don't know this. So there's um a situation with a black youngster. He did a, uh, I think called the, it was the booty one or whatever. And mm-hmm. I I I swear to God, man, I I can't let too much out of the bag. But let's just say, let's just say, man, it, it, if you go watch that video, it's very heavily influenced. For sure, and I'll have to check it out. And I'll have to check it out. It, it it's it's amazing to me how 
it's grown um, and, and how normalized it's, be, it's be becoming. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Because um, you said you started, so five, you said 2018, correct? Yeah, 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I didn't start making content until school on um, 2020. So I didn't start until 21. But okay. yeah, for sure. Um, and can, and compared to then, because I know like beforehand, I know people had to go to, uh, like you said, Giant the City was like, like the central market of the um, fetish. Yeah. So the fact that it's like broken off into so many directions, like, when I tell people, like, it feels like whenever I open Instagram and I'm, like, on, like, my account with on my uh, spec account, it's, it's like, it this feels like a whole different app. And you, you, yeah. you, you are surprised at how big this community is. So, um, for sure. And the fact that it's, like, gotten into everyday, like, like, leading to everyday um, scenarios or, like, even commercials or things of that sort. It's kind of insane. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I tell people this. I honestly think that people are watching this, um, like, from, you know, the, the powers may be. They, they are watching this type of content. Somebody's watching this kind of time, this type of content for it to be put in your head to put it out on the on the thing with, with even with the Cardi B and the um the French Montana thing, um, right? The writing on the wall that was like to me nobody's just coming up with this and and just saying oh yeah I want to do this no it, it I feel like somebody's watching the content and they they're getting um they're getting you know uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for they're they're basically getting uh getting insight and, and, and taking it and bringing it into their own. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because like this, well, why does it's kept like people, the earliest, I guess, spawning of like where this content started off was I always reference like the attack of the 50 foot woman movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there's two versions, the 1951, the 1950s version and the 1993 version. And I feel like those have had such a lasting impact because in terms of, uh, you know, it's almost breaking, you know, like societal norms in terms of, you know, the woman is in power. Yeah. And I think that, too, is also like a big thing as well. Um, have you referenced any uh, media in your uh, while making this content or referencing it? Not really. I, and with the DJing and with the with the radio, I, I really kind of just kind of separated. Um, and and for a while, I um, I was not gonna say I was insane, but it was just like oh, I don't think people are gonna think they gonna think it's kind of weird. And 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 but now it's kind of like you know I still kind of separated because I I, I have um different uh, on the DJing side I got different clientels and, and different stuff so I just don't want to ex- have to keep on explaining it to them when I feel like it's harmless but if people look at it as, as different absolutely I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying um for sure because again I, I feel like uh, there are things that are uh, layered within within it like we like I said before um and I think the most fascinating thing for me, and it's cool to hear your perspective as someone who doesn't have the fetish, but like you have an appreciation for it and that like is awesome to hear. Um, but being able to see how like you're, you're seeing it in music videos or even in like 30 second commercial spots, you'll see something like, it's like, huh, that's, that's interesting. That's something you wouldn't expect to see just exactly out and about. So um, I definitely agree with you that someone somewhere out there is seeing this and saying, like, let's use it for a quick spot or let's use it in this music video. So it has to be insanely cool, like just to see that influence and, you know, there, there's something spawning from it. So that, that has to be that it's really cool to hear you have, you know, um, just see your perspective on that. So that's awesome. And the, and the crazy part about it is, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, the crazy part is, is, is that cartoons were a driving factor of that too. When you know what I'm saying, and, and when I was, you know, little things like okay, when when um, there was a cartoon when Arthur, um, he was a cookie. I guess he had mm-hmm. 
and and you know there was I guess one of the girls were just her, her regular self, but it was in a giantess form. Um, same thing like um, SpongeBob, and he shrunk down the town, or um, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV series. Yeah, uh, you know, it, you know, the things like that has always been. They they've always been around. It's just it hasn't been brought to the forefront until like. I would even just start saying maybe since 2020. Like, oh, yeah, I feel no. like 2020 is like whenever it's, it exploded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I've had interviews with um, both models and editors that have told me that they've, like, they will reference, like, it won't even be anything, like you said, that's just part primarily giantess based but like the fact they can tell me that they watched an episode of like arthur or like um for me like there's this one um shrinking episode from there's this one show actually it was called george shrinks and that was heavily like this tiny um this tiny little dude having to live every day being a tiny you know boy and you know it's crazy so it's like you said it's like and I guess this is the better question. Like, do you feel like it's just been this, it's just been bubbling underneath the surface for so long. And do you feel like at some point after doing this content for as long as you have now, like, did you feel like at some point when it exploded in 2020, did you feel like this is something that was bound to happen at, um, bound to happen? Like no matter what could have happened, no matter what was going on, but the influences so. were heavy for sure. I think so because and, and I and I attest that to a lot of the independent models because mind you uh, and and I'm not knocking the studios or anything but I think us, us as studios or editors we're in our own little box so a lot of times when when, when these newer models came about with the OnlyFans and the Instagrams and the TikToks and stuff like that mm-hmm. they're not re- probably realizing how big the community is but, but they're still doing the content, you know, of, of whatever they're doing, and it, it 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 enhances more eyes. So people are like, oh well, damn, what what is this? What is this giantess stuff? What is this this stuff right. that's going on? And then when they do the research, they're like, oh my god, this is a whole way. Same kind of same thing. The way I was I was in with with, with my model, like wow, like this is this is big. So I, I'm not surprised. I'm, I, I'm I'm not surprised that it could it go. I I believe it could even be. I I believe it could even go to the point to where, it's a thing, like kind of like um, I don't know, like the foot fetish stuff. How big that shit is. I feel oh, yeah. it could be just as big as that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I and I always say and like I've been trying to like separates two because sometimes they're close sometimes the foot fetish and the giantess fetish are closely related you know yeah. so but but the fact that it's becoming it's become so common now and for someone that's like in a way just like seeing the evolution it's it, it's been kind of cool to see how it's kind of flipped on its head and become as common as someone that might have a foot fetish so it's definitely been like interesting to see that evolution um go ahead and like take over so i definitely hear what you're saying definitely you know love the answers and whatnot um another another question i've had and i'm pretty sure um you know this is like fan holy me is a fan right now but like um for the models that you've had uh come and go um, like I remember when I first discovered you, like Charlie was like one of your, um, like, I know she was one of your, like your go-tos and I really enjoyed your work with her. Um, but you know, how has that been for you seeing, um, like models come and go and have you seen them succeed in other, uh, facets? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, and I, I do, like I tell my, I tell all of them, I don't, I don't expect you to be here forever. I, right. I, I don't. Um, it, it's it's cool to see whenever they um whenever they go on and do different things and and uh, be successful at at whatever. Um, and 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 the cool thing about it is is that we always have a good. 
it's it's there was never bad blood. I can only only say out of all the models, only been probably one person that that I really fell fell out with, and that was that was that. But everybody, it's always a it's always an invitation. Like I I, I can. If if I needed a model, I can probably even if she's not there, I can probably say, "Hey, well, hey, you want to come in and do a one-off suit?" And she'll come, she'll come through. The relationship is still there, and it's still um, a good. Uh, it's it's almost almost like a family. That's how we how we are. I love that. That that's really awesome to hear. That's really awesome to hear. And you know, it's good that you've um, kept those connections because sometimes um, sometimes what I've been told not just within, you know, the business, but in general, sometimes it's about the people, you know, and the connections you make and, you know, networking. And, you know, that's really cool to um, hear that you've, you know, kept that tight knitness around uh, the people, the models that you brought in, the models that um, gone, that have come and gone. And um, just being able to keep a relationship like that, working relationship like that is really cool. So that that's awesome to hear. And I guess um, what, what can, what do you see going forward and what can people expect going forward for uh, you and the Giants crew? Like, what, where do you see uh, it going forward? We've seen you evolve your work. We've seen your quality video go up. We've seen new models coming in, in and out. Um, where do you want to see this go going forward? Um, That's a very good question, Jack. That's a very <laughs> good question. I do want to leave... An imprint, and I and I felt like when when we first came in, we were, um, it was it was a, the exciting thing on the block, you know what I'm saying? It was like, oh well, and because we were bringing in, and then I, and I'm going to say it, uh, African American models, we we're bringing yes. in a, a yes. lot of diversity to the to the scene. So and and I felt like the attitude was different um, when I watched other other uh, videos from different creators. And don't know wrong, the models were mean, but I guess I don't know. Just I don't know. Just it was just the attitude about about us. A lot of people have complimented us about that. Just how the models um, in the videos go about the way they talk or the way their their vibe is. It's it's it, they they enjoy that. Um, so I, I told people this a while ago. Is we've been here five years now. Mm-hmm. Do I see myself doing this another 10 or 15 years? I don't see myself doing this another 10 or 15 years. Um, the reason why I say that is because I'm getting older and the models are getting older. Right. I, I just don't want to read. Like, I don't want to have, as I get older, I don't want to have to keep on bringing in younger models to fill it in. Right. So, and, and there's no knock towards anything, but it's just, I think, uh, five years, uh, it'll be 10 years in, in another five. So I think if we can make it to that point, I think that would be cool. Um, doing that point, I would love to um, do more videos with multiple girls in one scene, um, do more green screen. Um, I w- would love to do a movie. I would love to do a movie. That'd be I'd awesome. Like with, a, with a real budget. Yeah, no, that that would be awesome. That's uh, that's been like a goal I've always wanted to see, especially within this community. Just seeing someone make a full fledged movie with, you know, the biggest budget and see how that would come out. Because I feel like that would be one a huge like thing to leave the community with and a huge like win in the community. So definitely for sure. And I hear what you're saying. Like there have been times because I ju- I recently just hit two years myself uh, creating. And, you know, I, I always I tell people like, yeah, you know, like it I do enjoy doing this, too. And I do like, you know, I do like it. I've I've identified with it for so long. But um, I think the thing that I always, you know, remind, you know, fans and everything like, you know, we, we do have things outside of this. Like, yeah. and it, it's it's hard to, you know, have to be able to go go out, find models to shoot with edit. And it's a lot of. uh it, it is a lot. It is a lot. And not to say that we don't dislike it, but I'm pretty sure you can relate to this. Sometimes it can be a little bit of busy work. Oh, yeah. And, you know. Well, well let me ask you this. How have you been dealing with that, man? Like, because uh, I know I know that you, you do the edits um, and everything. How is that? Like, 
working with the models and and then getting the edits done and uh getting everything prepped and stuff oh yeah for sure um it's it's a it's definitely process um because i came in so the only background i had before was uh graphic design so um i already knew photoshop and illustrator i've been working with those products for a while but when it came to like starting to do the edits because i started like i started my page off just with doing collages and photo edits and i really had to sit down and teach myself video editing and that was a challenge within itself and on top of that um once i got my cam i got my camera and um i got my action cameras to get povs when i do when i get to shoot with models in person it's a lot and i tell people like i tell people like i would love to like do a lot more shoots myself um and with the profession i am sometimes I don't, i'm not afforded that sometimes i tell people i can do like three or four shoots a year but i think the thing for me most importantly is just being able to tell a model because you know the the the, the cameras we have on our phones now are almost they're, they're pretty much at or close to a pro level camera yeah. so for me when i'm telling the model what i want to see or what shots i want to get i really had to educate myself on like the different types of lens you may see on a camera and i feel like what works in terms of uh, recording videos and when i tell models to give me videos is like always keep in mind that if you're doing pov you want it to be a um a wide angled lens because that makes the perspective feel so much bigger and you're filling up so much space so that's how i've always you know gone about it like what what do i want to see and also you know, I also like to work with, you know, the models, what is within the model's range. And so for me, it's been an evolution. Like recently, I've been discovering that, you know, sometimes working off a script can come off very robotic, unnatural, and it doesn't feel right. So when I do get a chance to um, work with a model or even shoot in person, I've been doing what you've been saying is like, this is the premise how would you react in this way and i'm not asking you to be a totally different character that you're not familiar with but try to what would you do if you were in this situation type like scenario that's i feel like the best way of how i've been able to get that established with a model because it's still they're still acting in a way that's close to them but it's in a slight exaggeration and and i think that's a good way to Go about it because you're allowing the model to work within their personality and what they uh, like to do and i feel like that's where i've gotten the best work that's but um but going from there in terms of the process it's going back to you know how much how much footage am i able to shoot um how often can i um shoot and when if i'm going to shoot what tools can i bring and you know it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of it's a lot to go through and it's a lot to do. I enjoy that challenge because, you know, over my two years, if you would have told me I would have been, you know, doing um, shoots and having a Patreon on the side. And in terms of having a space for all of us to talk about by doing this podcast, I would have, you know, I would have said there's no way. Yeah. But um, definitely it's it's been a process and balancing that with um, being a graphic designer like it, it's fun because, you know, after I get to be at my regular job where I'm making, you know, banners, flyers, posters, things for social media graphics, you know, yeah. and being able to continue to come home. And if I have the time to, you know, have an extra outlet to be creative, it's been really cool. So it's kind of like I feel like I'm creating all the time and that's the coolest part. But I tell people all the time, like, you know, it's good. And it's important to like take, you know, breaks and really just, you know, allow yourself to step away. Yeah. And and that's important. Like, I'm sure you can speak to this too. Um, I'll continue answering your question. I know it's a long one, but no, like I'm sure you've had I'm sure you've had moments where you've uh, had to like not like, you know, you don't want to burn out. So I'm pretty sure you've had moments where you've had to step away and take a break from, you know, doing this for a little bit. Oh yeah, I definitely had to. Um, and to, to what you're saying is 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 
Um, now we're at a point where, and I tell people this, I, I do this, I, I do this part-time, but it's actually a full-time job. Whenever you break down the, the website that I got, the, the, uh, the, the, from the editing, from the, from the shooting, but it, it, it can, it can take a lot, a lot on you. So now I've gotten to the point where we have months where we shoot and then we have months where we, where we edit, um, now some of them could get blurred, you know, it's not a direct month or whatever. Oh, oh, I'm only going to do only edits or oh, oh, I'm only going to do suits because, because uh, after a while I've, I've shot so much that I can't mm-hmm. keep up with my editing. So a lot of times I, I would have to say, okay, well, okay, well this month I'm only going to do maybe two suits, but then I'll still edit because, and cause I take this as, as a as a, a business and, and everything, so um, right. a lot of people may not know, but okay, for us to suit a bare minimum is at least two hundred or two fifty. Let's just say that. Right. So anything that come, anything that I I have to be able to make that money back because the models get paid first. So the models mm-hmm. get paid first, and then of course if there's a location, this is that and third. So I have to make sure that okay, well. When we're when we're shooting this, it has to make it to where I can make the money back. Because if there's no if we're, if we're just shooting it, then now we're just shooting it just, just because. And I don't want people to just think, oh, I'm all about money, but I'm all about right. business. So it, it has to make sense for us to suit it. Otherwise, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, well, we're, we're just we're just doing this just because. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I feel the same. I feel the same way. I tell. I tell people all the time, especially like, you know, like I have to, you know, like I have to book my own tickets to like, sometimes I'm going out to the models, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, and and the thing is like, I try my best to accommodate, like when I'm out there, like, you know, I'm glad you're doing this for me. How can I, I always try to repay it back forward. And, you know, for me, it's always been, Hey, like, you know, what we made together, it's yours as well. That's why it's a collaboration. I've always wanted to have that as a relationship. Like I always uh, tell models like, yeah, no, you have just as much right to this content as, you know, I do because I'm not able to make this without you. And it would be, you know, it would be pretty crappy of me not to let you have a copy of it. Because, you know, if I like you're the reason why I'm able to do what I do. And if I'm not able to do it, then, yeah, no, that that's that's. You know, I want to always be this shake of goodwill, have this olive branch of goodwill and uh, faith. And like you said, it's a business at the same time. And, you know, he, like I tell people all the time, like, you know, I try to be reasonable and, you know, I try to be reasonable with, you know, my Patreons, um, my patrons. But I always tell them at the same time, you know, I have to be fair to myself and what I'm able to at any given yeah. moment. And, yeah. you know. And then that's the most important thing at the end of the day, because as as being an editor, producer, content creator, what may have you, you're going to have these situations where you're going to have to almost, you know, you're going to have to be able to take care of yourself first, because if you're not going to be able, if you're not able to do that, that, then it's going to show in your work that you're, you know, you want to be able to produce the best work. If you're slumping in any way, you know, you don't want to put out something you're not proud of. And I definitely hear what you're saying. So my process has been, you know, try to do what I can. Um, And, you know, that's what I do with the, with the Instagram. I I always try to have at least. So when I first started at first, I felt like I had to post every day and Mm -hmm. over time, I'm like, I don't have to post every day because sometimes it's more about the quality of the work I'm able to um, put out in terms of the quantity. And so what I've been starting to do is like my, my Instagram, my Twitter, anything that social media that people can see um, is there as a portfolio to what I am capable of, but it's, it's going to be there to be a template to show what I'm capable of. And then building upon that, it goes forward into, you know, stuff I have on my Patreon that might be shoots that might be things that, you know, might necessarily not, not, might not be, you know, okay for social media sites, but I want to show my work. So it's, I always try to structure it as, you know, my showcase is my Instagram, my Twitter, 
Um, Patreon is where the premium and, you know, you're going to see where it evolves. So it's snippets that I always try to tell people that's how I go about it. And, you know, with the funds for my Patreon, I usually use that to go towards, you know, getting plugins for like recently I got a plugin called Element 3D for uh, After Effects. And that allows me to create, you know, actual tinies and with this program i'm able to have them do specific things and you know that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for my patron so i want i always say like you know your support not allows me to keep doing this but i'm able to get bigger and better software and i'm able to do more things and have more shoots and do more of this because you know it drives me so um it's been it's been it's been interesting but you know it's been a cool journey and and i think the rise of studios like um studios and um productions like like you like giantess avenue and like in 2018 like you guys were starting to establish this in town and when you told us your stories and how you guys came about um like it started with being able to put in the work and really get the tools to really develop that oh yeah and it definitely did yeah, for sure. And I think that's what stuck with me. So, you know, because like I said, 2018, you started in here and you were one of those few studios that were around. But then, like, as you said, in 20, um, 2020, everyone started being able to do it and realizing and, you know, and I and not and in 2020, the pandemic, of course, was um, I think that was a major turning point in terms of people, in terms of being able to develop hobbies and skills. Because yeah. you were you were able you were stuck inside the house um, sometimes all day and you couldn't do anything. So I think for me, um, seeing that you guys were able to do it and now that I had all this extra free time on my hands, it inspired me to really go forward and try to do something on my own and go from there. So you know I really attribute you know like I really I think the smaller studios like you guys being able to to pioneer that and really have this, you know, explosion in the past three years, it's something to behold. So like, you know, I I, I, it's been a process, but I think you guys have laid out the groundwork and, you know, really given creators like me a chance that, you know, and I tell people like, you know, I didn't start off with this. I was just shooting with my, my phone. And then I started to learn and go from there. So, um, as you've proven, like you said, you, uh, you had to work with the GoPros back in the day where they didn't have those screens and you really had to do a lot of guessing, but you've made it work and you've pulled through and, and, and you know, it's a testament of being able to, what, what you, what you've shown, it's been cool to see that you've been able to establish these relationships and business and go from there and really just, you know, show that everyone's able to do that. So I really applaud you for that. Oh, I appreciate that, man. That's that's love. I do appreciate that, man. Uh I um I fought so hard, uh, you know, just to and and 2020 and, and, and we speak on that, I think 2020 has um was a turning point because it, 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 it everybody could do anything. OnlyFans was just it was booming. Everything was was going on in 2020. Right. Um, I we at the at the time and I and I and maybe you do know this or not, but at the time we were getting booted off of of a lot of sites. Oh Even yeah, on, I I do remember there was a time where like we couldn't find, like there was a point I remember we couldn't find you at all. Yeah. Yeah, we like they kicked us off. Even Wix, Wix was like, "Oh no, we we can't we can't have you on there." YouTube, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I, I do have a Patreon, but even with Patreon, they're very iffy with me on on that, and I don't know why that is. Um, but I I fought so hard for ownership of my own channel. Um, right. I could have went, you know, did the the clips for sale. And we we were on clips for sale. Um, but then I started thinking once again as a business guy, okay, I'm giving you it's, it's 60 40 here. Okay, I'm I'm putting in a hundred percent of whatever, but you get 40 just because I can put my stuff on, on the site. Right. So 
I went out and um, I had to acquire. And these are these are things that a lot of people um, didn't know. Um, I had to go out and acquire a um, merchant account, an adult merchant account, which was off top. That's a thousand dollars. I basically redid my own site from Wix to WordPress. And anybody mm-hmm. that knows that, that's yeah. like entirely two different things, man. Definitely. Definitely. You you have to do it from scratch, and that's a lot more use like you have to real literally build it from scratch. Exactly. So and then build a, a, a store format that where I can get people, okay, well, if you buy this, where is it gonna go to? So I had to make a server, um, and that cost money. So uh, I invested just probably over since last year. I've I've invested at least maybe over three thousand dollars just to have to be my own entity, my own owner. And and now it's just me dealing with the banks. I don't have to deal with anything. And so um, I preach ownership to people, and I get it. It's 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 easier just to go on OnlyFans. It's easier just to go on these other sites. Mm-hmm. For me, I wanted true ownership because. Um, I always wanted to to make the narrative for for me and for my and for my models. So, um, I think for me that's that's the route that I went. I know a lot of people are going to go in different journeys, but um, having your own site has been amazing to me. Definitely, there's no middleman. There's no one that's like dictating what you get to do with your stuff. It's just you being able to you know have access directly to your content and the money that you get from there and there's no middleman for that so exactly you know I get big up 98 percent 98 percent i i may two percent goes to the to the transactions so i can get it but 98 percent that's a hell of a lot more better than 60. oh yeah definitely definitely no one's gonna argue with that for sure and then um you know Again, um, we can wrap up here. Um, we've been recording for over an hour. We're going to wrap up here, but do you have any more questions for me uh, or anything? Um, I guess it's, what, what can we expect from you? For sure, for sure. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to doing um, more shoots, uh, trying to get more camera equipment for POV. Um, definitely just doing um, more, but there's going to be a shift where I'm going to start to want to shoot a lot more. Because after getting a taste of doing that, um, my first go-around and um, doing it more this year, it's been really it's just something, like, cool to do and have that interaction. And it really takes the content going to another level, being able to uh, direct it in a way and really, you know, be in that editor's chair and, you know, seeing how it turns out. So I definitely want to do more of that. And then, of course, you know, um, we're going to have more spaces like this to really bring the community together and talk and, you know, connect and get to know, you know, get to know the people beyond just the editor or the model. So, you know, yeah. um, sizing up's not going anywhere around here and, you know, you know, allow this to be a platform for people to share their stories and their tracks. So, you know, um, me being here, um, just me, you know, like when I decided to become Jack the Spec, um, I, didn't expect it to be what it is now, but I feel like, you know, I want to pay it forward to those who came before me and give back to people who will come after me in this. Cause you know, um, long after that, long after I'm done with this, I also want to, you know, I also want to continue to see it thrive. And like you said, be able to make an imprint on the community and be proud of what I was able to make in the journey. So that's definitely where I'm uh, looking forward to and how it may go. But um, and, and one, more, one more thing, Jack. What was the first video that you watched from us? Oh yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, the one the one video that I watched from you guys was Charlie V Day. Okay. That was that's a good one. That's a classic. And the one after that was uh, Yoko Showcase. She's been okay. talking in it, and she has a couple of um couple of scenes in there that i really loved and like you know i've been like it would be cool to like do an edit with her i've been thinking about that but i said it would be cool to do something with her and uh do an edit with her one of these days so yeah yoko's definitely my favorite um model you guys have there and you know always get excited when you guys produce a feature with her 
Oh, I appreciate that, man. I I, I just uh, appreciate you know you having this platform and uh, you know I, I think this is this is dope, man, because you get to really get to talk to the person, um, the editor, the producer, the model, whoever, and uh, there's, there's always a story to tell. Absolutely, and and that's what I want to do. Like you know, I want to pull back. I want to pull it back and just allow people to really engage and you know have a conversation. And, you know, I don't want it to feel like there's any pressure. Like, you know, when I, whenever I tell people when you come on here, like, you know, there's no, I'm not following a call sheet or anything. We're just having a conversation and whatever response from that, that's where we go off of. And, you know, as long as I'm able to, I'm going to continue having this as a space for um, creators and producers to come on. And, you know, like I tell every guest at the end of every, any episode, um, you are welcome back here anytime, my friend, like, you know, if you want to talk topics, if I have any topical, but yeah, if you if you want to come back here at any time, do not hesitate to reach out. I do appreciate this, Jack, man. I appreciate you, man, for everything. No problem, man. I appreciate you for, uh, you know, setting the tone for creators like me to really get into the business and, you know, really do, like, really enjoy it. So, you know, thank you. And, you know, before uh, I sign off, um, can go ahead and let the good people out there know where they can find uh, your content and uh, links and just yeah, just let the good people know where they can find you. Uh, it's very easy, man. Giantsandcrew.com. Uh, that's 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 the website. That's what we're gonna be pushing. Uh, we do got a, a deviant art um that I'm posting a little bit more on uh, deviant art slash Giantsandcrew18. I think that's what it is. Um, or you can put in searching uh, Giantsandcrew. There's basically anything Giantsandcrew. You know, you can get that. For sure. For sure. Again. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on here. Um, and then for you guys, um, next episode will be the season finale for season two. Um, guess what we revealed on socials? Keep an eye on that. You know where to find me. Uh, Jack the Speck on everything at this point. And uh, with that being said, um, this has been Jack the Speck. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. And um, again, can't thank you enough for uh, wanting to be on here and uh, talking with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you, Jack. I really do. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.